Integrity means one or whole, to hold its shape. To be in integrity is to be whole, to not violate the uniqueness of being. To speak with integrity is to speak with words that align and match action, choice, and behavior. Our inner values are reflected in our outer actions. The language of integrity is nuanced, as it should be. Words are transmitters. They can and do change culture. Precision with words prevents confusion and ambiguity. Language is complex, as language cannot be separated from context. When we speak, we must respect the other by defining the context of our words and meaning. And we must adjust our speaking to meet the capacity and worldview of those with whom we speak. Too many people find themselves having the right conversation in the wrong context, which means they are having the wrong conversation. When others cannot understand our words and the context of what we speak, we might as well speak into a vacuum. Being fluent in the language of commitment and accountability is a rare experience, yet it is one that can be cultivated, beginning with how we speak to ourselves. Hello, this is Christine McDougall, and this is Sunday Syntropy for April 2nd, 2023. The language of commitment. Choose wisely. Thank you for listening. All of the work I teach and facilitate in Centropic World is alive and emergent. During the Dare to Care workshop this past week, the hierarchical language of commitment emerged for the first time. Please see the graphic in the show notes. At the bottom, wish, then promise, then commitment, then vow at the very top. Illustrated like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Wish. To desire or strive for. A wish needs action and commitment. I wish I were fitter is different from I commit to my fitness three times a week and I keep my commitment. A long time ago, most of what I thought were commitments I made to myself were wishes. I had a very long list of wishes. The list length was overwhelming and exhausted me before I got out of bed each morning. Because I confused my wishes for commitments, I was also lying to myself. I will do this as a statement made to myself, yet held without commitment. It was a form of self-deception. When our self-deceptions are abundant, our self-worth and self-trust fly out of the window. Our integrity bank account is deep in the red. As a result, I am not reliable to myself or others. Recognizing this self-deceptive pattern, I threw out the list and started with one commitment I knew I would keep. I had to build my personal integrity by keeping my word to myself first and foremost. This took some time. Now I catch myself stating a wish as a promise. No, Christine, this is still a wish. You still need to fully commit to action around this. This is to be in integrity with self. Wishes by their nature are easy to make and plentiful. Promise. Assure beforehand, afford reason to expect. The future is held in a promise. A promise is made to a future action. I promise I will do this. 
Promises are advances on wishes, yet they are still not of the caliber and import of a commitment. I promise I will be there on time is different from I commit to being there on time. The smaller magnitude of a promise compared with a commitment allows an escape hatch. As with a commitment, when I make a promise to another, including myself, and the promise is accepted, both parties are now responsible for the integrity of the promise. I promise to complete the report by Tuesday at noon so that you can do your work on it. Both the promisee and the acceptor are now responsible for the promise. If the report is not complete by noon on Tuesday and the acceptor of the promise ignores the broken promise, they are equally guilty to the effect of the broken promise. People get away with their broken promises because the people to whom the promise was made let this happen. This is how we build cultures missing accountability and responsibility by our agreement. Similarly, building cultures of commitment require promises and commitments to be taken seriously by both the promisee and the receiver. We hold each other accountable, knowing that when someone makes a promise voluntarily, without coercion, they have chosen it. Commitment means to come with or together to unite and bring together towards a mission. Making a commitment is a higher order than a promise. There is a unification, even if that unification is to ourselves. I'm now going to quote from a poem that speaks more elegantly of commitment than anything I could say. This poem is from William Hutchinson Murray from his 1951 book, The Scottish Himalayan Expedition. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. That the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favour all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man or woman could have dreamt would have come their way. I have learned a deep respect for one of Goethe's couplets. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. A commitment is all in. A vow, a formal, whole body being promise to the sacred, be that the sacred within us and or the sacred around us. While a vow is a promise, it has a much higher magnitude because the promise is made to the sacred, to the infinite. In our vow is a sacrifice. Sacrifice to make sacred, to give up something for a larger purpose, cause, or another. Something becomes more important than elements of our previous existence. For many, becoming a parent spontaneously creates willing sacrifice. 
In our current culture, the familiar vows we make to another are in marriage. Our addiction to romance rarely creates the context to explore what a vow is and how we might consider a vow differently to a pretty wedding with a beautiful dress. Often we marry too young in heart and mind to know the full import of a vow. A true vow spoken to another does not need a witness because the sacred provides a witness. We can make vows in moments of deep distress, mistaking pleas for vows. I have done this more than once. The committed and beloved journey from apprentice through to mastery is a vow enacted through living. We can live our life as a vow. Interestingly, within the word devote lives the same etymological root as vow, dedicated by vow, sacrifice oneself and promise solemnly. To devote is an inward act and decision. I love the word devotion. It speaks to a gift of offering made with our whole being, devoted to your art, to raising a family, to being a responsible citizen of our home planet. To what are you devoted? To dedicate is an action taken outwards towards another or an entity. I dedicate my work to the future well-being of Earth and all her creatures. To consecrate, to make or declare sacred. To consecrate ground is to have a relationship with it that becomes sacred. Imagine if we consecrated the forests, the oceans and the air. How would our world be different? Many of these words evoke religious elements, fragments woven into our culture and worldview. I love sacred words as a non-religious person, honoring their source etymology before they were appropriated by religion. The sacred and spiritual are the mystery, the source of beauty and awe. When we lose our connection with the sacred, we lose connection to life that has meaning transcending the day-to-day. Our addiction to knowing everything about how everything works keeps us in a small world of worker creatures toiling at the coalface. To look up at the stars or down into the depths of the ocean is to be reduced to awe at existence itself. That liminal space between us and awe is the realm of the sacred. When we make a vow, we make it to the unknown mystery to our life and its pattern integrity. A vow transcends commitment. It lives in the realm of the sacred. Vows should rarely be made. When we make a vow, we might know what we are doing. Yet we are seldom taught the energetic thread that lives in a vow. The ties are at the level of the sacred and mysterious. To break a vow is to break our weave with the sacred. If in our life, we make one or two vows, that is enough. The hierarchy of commitment are words chosen by a person to themselves, others and life. The word covenant, a mutual compact to do something, a contract to come together and unite, might be the container in which we live. It is a sacred statement about why we do something, including our life. The Trust Manifesto provides the details of how we live the covenant day by day. See the illustration and the links in the show notes. When I wrote The Covenant for Centropic World in 2019, it came to me in a complete flow. I originally named it a covenant, then wavered and changed it to a pledge. 
On realizing that the language of the sacred is integral to Centropic world, I changed it back to covenant. You may read it, sign it if you feel appropriate, and download it for your remembering. The link is in the show notes. Learning and practicing the language of commitment increases our integrity with ourselves, others, and our lives. Creating cultures where the language of commitment is practiced with deliberate intent amplifies honesty, accountability, and responsibility. Knowing we always have the power to choose which words to speak from a wish to a vow gives us agency, and with agency, increasing responsibility. As we travel up the hierarchy of commitment, our responsibility increases. This is your choice alone to accept the responsibility that comes with promises, commitments, and vows you make. Choose wisely. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit centropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is, Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is... Good morning, this is uh, Michael Freiber from Germany. My question is... Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is... Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast... Bonjour. My name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia, but I'm living in Bali right now. Uh, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hi, this is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada, and my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.